Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded July 14, 2020. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today, we're talking about the defensive backdrop we see as 2Q earnings season gets underway. The big things you need to know? First, the S&P 500 has continued to surge, but defensive undertones remain. Second, a pivotal earnings season is underway, in which we see risk of downward revisions. Third, signs of stress continue to be seen in the short-term indicators we track. And finally, stocks are starting to trade more in sync with Biden's chances of winning in November than Trump's. If you'd like more details, here's another four minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can now subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help other listeners find the show. Let's start with performance. The S&P 500 has continued to surge in July, but defensive undertones remain, and we would not interpret the move as bullish. There's been a clear defensive bent to performance at the index level, with NASDAQ growth and large cap outperforming small cap in value. Most cyclical sectors like industrials and energy have lagged recently, while defensive growth-oriented areas like communication services, tech, and consumer staples have outperformed. One of my favorite new charts highlights how tech and TIMT performance relative to the S&P 500 has been tracking new COVID-19 cases. Moving on to our thoughts on 2Q reporting season. As discussed in the last podcast, we remain worried that investors are already anticipating less bad than feared results. Our earnings sentiment indicator now shows that 56% of sell-side revisions for 2020 and 2021 have been upward revisions recently. We also continue to see risk of a resumption of downward revisions on 2021 specifically, as bottom-up consensus estimates are still tracking at 162 for next year, in line with 2018-2019 levels. I continue to have serious doubts that profitability will be back to normal by then, and my own model projects 149. We've read through the transcripts of the S&P 500 companies that have reported since June 30th, and the themes of this reporting season just aren't clear to me yet. So far in the transcripts I've read, the outlook question still seems a bit muddy. I'll be most focused this reporting season on what companies are saying about future dividend and buyback activity. Buyback activity was muted in 2Q for the second quarter in the row. We'll also be listening to see what companies are saying about guidance and the path of recovery and recent developments in weekly business activity. Third, signs of stress continue to be seen in short-term indicators. Most of the daily and weekly indicators we track suggest the spike in new cases in the U.S. is starting to impact individual behavior. Open table restaurant bookings have stalled, public transit activity is wobbling, and the Dallas Fed's engagement and mobility index is slipping at the national level. Some of our indicators are firmer in the Northeast than current virus hotspots, like Bloomberg Consumer Comfort or the Dallas Fed Engagement and Mobility Index. New cases and public transport stats in major metropolitan areas continue to indicate that Europe is on a better trajectory than the U.S. We think this could bleed into the economic recovery data and corporate behavior in the two regions and fuel some rotation out of the U.S. and into non-U.S. equities in coming months. Wrapping up, stocks are starting to trade more in sync with Biden's chances of winning in November than Trump's. We've previously pointed out that stocks are no longer trading in tandem with expectations that Trump will get reelected. 
Today, we note that in June and July, stocks have been trading in sync with rising expectations that Biden will win this fall. It's possible that the stock market is starting to hope for a Democratic victory this November. But we're a little bit skeptical and we'll be keeping a close eye on this relationship to see if it endures. Given that most of the participants in our June investor survey viewed Biden as a bearish stock market outcome. Additionally, we worry that this new relationship between Biden and the stock market might break down as investors get a deeper understanding of Biden's economic policies. Our initial take on Biden's economic plan, which was released late last week, is that while it is consumer and individual friendly on several fronts, and its infrastructure reforms also seem market friendly, it also has a number of initiatives like raising corporate taxes, lifting the minimum wage, climate change, and tackling trade that may give investors indigestion. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Mm -hmm.